At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz, hour number three. Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, and my partner James Salinas along via Denver, Colorado. And James, we have got Saturday night football, a Christmas special coming up. The Arizona Cardinals at 10 and 4, tied atop the NFC West with the Los Angeles Rams, will host. The 8-6 Indianapolis Colts, who have won two in a row and four of their last five games, certainly one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now, the Indianapolis Colts. Arizona has dropped two straight, the last coming against the lowly Lions, 30-12 as 13-point road favorites. Uh, but I did make Arizona a favorite here. I made the number three. Uh, when I looked deeper into my stats, they came out Arizona minus four and a half and Arizona minus one. We did see the Cardinals get hit on Friday when some of that news came out about the Colts and some of their players that they're going to be missing for this game. Right now, we are at Arizona minus three with a total of 48. Where do you stand on this one? I was go I wanted to get involved with the total here, Brady. It was sitting at 49. I wanted to play the under. You mentioned some of the issues with COVID that hit the Colts earlier this week, in particular on the offensive line. Both the left guard, the right guard are not going to be in this game. We already know center Kelly is not going to play in this game either. He did not play last week. Tragedy within his family. So sad situation there for Kelly. 
but the interior of that line is not going to be there. But we know what the Colts are. This is a rushing football team. I think anytime we think about, or I think a, a handicap offensive line, and you're getting backups in there. What is the challenge for those teams coming in? A lot of times for me, going on the road, it's going to be pass protection. It's going to be communication. You know, it's going to be loud in there. How do these guys communicate with the different pass protections, When especially when you see what Vance Joseph has done with this defense for Arizona. is going to have a lot of different creative looks up front to try to confuse that offensive line when it comes to their pass protection. But that the Colts are a run-first team. They're going to want to get out there. And, yeah, it's, it's really tough, especially with Q being out there. Quentin Nelson, what a – what a, a tremendous run-blocking guard he is, and the fact that he's not going to be there, that's a big loss for them. But then we talk, think about, and what got me off this, Brady, was some of the COVID news that came out just a few hours ago. Darius Leonard, for one, at the linebacker position. I mean, he is he, – he's – the, the speed that he brings to the field, the energy, the intensity, the emotion that he brings, he is the emotional leader for that team as well as a tremendous playmaker for them defensively going sideline to sideline. That's a huge loss for the Colts with Leonard not being on the field as well as they've got some issues at the safety position. Now you're going to have, due to COVID and injury, you're going to have a second and third string players at both safety spots for the Colts. So I just think with the injuries, the COVID issues, I still don't know if I'm ready to jump on the the Cardinal side here. I haven't played anything. I told, like I said, I wanted to play the under, but I don't know where the where's this Cardinals mindset right now. You know, this is a team you mentioned their big their loss last week as really big double digit favorites on the road to a bad Detroit Lions team. Well, they were clearly hung over from that loss that they had the week prior on Monday Night Football at home, which ultimately over the Rams that could have, in a sense, not mathematically sealed the division, but would have easily put them in the driver's seat to win the NFC West. Well, they weren't able to get over that in a short period of time to go on the road. No show, no effort for the Arizona Cardinals in that matchup at Detroit. Now we'll definitely see a desperate effort out of this team for Arizona, but some issues on that side too, right? We already know that DeAndre Hopkins is out through the rest of the remaining regular season. He won't be there tonight, obviously. Rodney Hunt's in their center. He is also not playing. James Conner, the touchdown machine, he is inactive for this matchup tonight. There's a lot of key pieces on both sides, Brady, that are not playing in this game, so I laid off that total. I stayed away from it. I'll be looking to play in-game because I don't have any bets before it kicks. Arizona quarterback Kyler Murray just 3-8 and eight straight up and against the spread in his career at home when facing a team with a winning record. Uh, Carson Wentz, the quarterback on the other side, he was only 5-12 for 12 for 57 yards passing in last week's win over New England with an interception as well. The Colts were just 2-10 of 10 on third down conversions. They were outscored 17-10 to 10 in the second half by New England. And really that was 17 to three because that last second touchdown by Jonathan Taylor, there just busting through the line of scrimmage when they were basically trying to run out the clock, just a couple of minutes left in that game. Uh, so really the Patriots dominated the second half of that game. And I thought maybe that was a little bit of a tell uh, for my handicap coming into this week, James. Uh, I do like the Cardinals here. Uh, I felt that they were poised to to bounce back off of that loss to Detroit. And I also felt that the market was probably too low on the Cardinals after two straight losses. I mean, this is still a pretty darn good team. And I also felt the market's probably at its peak for the Indianapolis Colts right now, as hot as they've been. So I, I kind of, you know, from a situational standpoint, and if you're playing the stock market, if you will, uh, I felt the value here was with Arizona. 
Uh, I can see it now, and it's sitting at three just with all the injuries and the COVID issues with that Colts, not only the offensive line, the defense, like we said, but I think you mentioned Carson Wentz, and it's really interesting to think about this indie team in their six losses. It's a team that's eight and six. In their six losses, it's been Carson Wentz having averaging 40 passing attempts in those losses. When they win those eight games, He's attempted an average of 25 passes. You mentioned he only had 12 last week against the New England Patriots. The, the key to winning with this Indianapolis Colts team is rely on that offensive line, which is tremendous when they're all out there, obviously. And then Jonathan Taylor, sensational player. We've seen such and he's a young player. What a uh, from where he was last year, especially when he started the season. I think he had some struggles, really trying to understand the the difference between playing in the NFL and playing at Wisconsin that he had in the past. Well, he's definitely picked up. I mean, he's a tremendous player. They're going to have to lean on him again. That's been the recipe for success for this Indianapolis Colts team when they're winning is to give Jonathan Taylor the football and take the football out of Carson Wentz's hand. But I think that's going to be a challenge now, just due to where this offensive line currently sits. The Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots, the rematch from what we saw three weeks ago in that windstorm up in Buffalo, a game in which the Patriots won 14 to 10. New England will host round two in Foxborough and a victory for the New England Patriots will clinch the division title, the AFC East division. I made this game a pick 'em, James. My deeper number crunches spit out Buffalo minus one and Patriots minus one. Uh, New England opened the week as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They've pretty much been there all week. And the Patriots, of course, going for that season sweep over the Buffalo Bills. It's come down just a tick. In fact, one store currently hanging a one-and-a-half in favor of New England. The consensus number is two in favor of the home team Patriots. Your total at 43-and-a-half. Ought to be a dandy here, and the weather doesn't look like it's going to be anything crazy like we saw a few weeks ago. Should be good weather there in Foxborough. I think it ought to be a beautiful game. So, I mean, it's for the division here, especially for the Patriots. They win this football game. They should be able to close out the season and win that AFC East. They'll have the tiebreaker, obviously, and a two-game lead on the Buffalo Bills. So, here for the Patriots playing at home, thinking about where their lineup is right now. Ramonde Stevenson out with COVID. He won't be there, but they will get back Damian Harris. He has missed the last couple of games. He got hurt in that matchup on Monday night, pulled a hamstring. He will be, he's been limited on practice all week, but reports are coming out of the last practice on Friday that he was a full go. He was bounced around, very energetic, very vocal, really excited to get out there because they know this is a huge game for the Patriots. And I think there's been some talk for the Patriots that outside of the Patriots circle say, well, you know, the weather really impacted that game and we'll see the full Buffalo Bills offense come ready to play because weather won't impact the passing game, which is the strength of the Buffalo Bills in this matchup. But yeah, this is not a this Buffalo Bills offense is not anywhere close to full strength. It's not a good offensive line to begin with, and now they've got some COVID issues. Deion Dawkins was cleared; he will be at the tackle position for the Bills in this matchup on Sunday. But they still have some issues at the guard position here. We know that Cole Beasley is not going to play as long as Gabriel Davis 
is not going to be out there at the wide receiver position. He's been picking up the slack in lieu of Emmanuel Sanders the last few weeks, four touchdowns the last three games for Davis. So he not being there, that's going to be a big loss. Defensively, star Luatelli will not be there for the Buffalo Bills in that run defense. And it's not a strong – I know the numbers going into that Monday night football matchup were in favor of the Bills got this great run defense, but it really – they're smallish up front, and I think we'll see the Patriots want to get out there and run the football again, uh, but not to the same extent because I think with Mac Jones – Al Galore will not be available for this matchup for the Patriots, but Kendrick Bourne has been cleared. He will be out there to play, as well as that defense. Jawan Bentley will be back at the linebacker spot. He was hurt in that first quarter against the Colts. He's been limited all week, but he should be out there to play, as well as Kyle Duggar, who's their leading tackler. He would he missed that Monday night game. He will be out there. He's a feisty guy. He's the one that got thrown out of the game, getting out there and getting to a, a boxing match out there on the field. I like the Bill. I like I like the Patriots here in this spot. I think Belichick at home to lay less than a field goal to basically win the AFC East. This is a very motive. Both teams are going to be motivated here, but I like the coaching acumen of the New England Patriots in this matchup. I think they get it done and they win this game and cover that number. I think maybe at the end of the day, just if you you know if you're power rating teams or whatever, I think maybe the Bills are a little bit stronger team than the Patriots, and I think maybe that was evidenced by. The Colts snapping that seven-game winning streak of New England. There was not a lot of high-power teams that they beat during that winning streak. But when they faced a big boy uh, like Indianapolis has proven to be, now they they beat them with a great ground game. And we know Buffalo does not have a running game. Uh, but then I go back to uh, the, the game a few weeks ago when they lost in Buffalo in that win. Uh, Buffalo didn't really have the opportunity to go to their strengths, which is the passing game. And they didn't have a running game. They do, they still don't have much of a running game. So I expect we're not going to see anything here. But again, now you have a favorable weather condition for Josh Allen. I know Cole Beasley's not going to be in this game, but I think you're going to see a better effort out of Buffalo when they're going to be able to throw the ball against that New England defense. Again, it ought to be a great game. I've got Buffalo teased up to plus eight and a half. We'll see if uh, we can both get there and uh, have this one land in the middle. Mr. Salinas, when we come back, we've got more games to get to the afternoon slate on the way here as we roll along on the Pro Football Blitz at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare (laughs) 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top not of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because then I need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Save 50% off of a VSIN all access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting split showing you where the money's going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game. It's all for only $39 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Now through the end of the football season, the big game special. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you back inside the Pro Football Blitz. And, James, we have reached the afternoon schedule or a portion of the schedule, rather, for Week 16 in the NFL. And we begin with the 4-10 and Chicago Bears. They're in Seattle to face the 5-9 and Seahawks. Uh, Seattle comes off of a 20-10 loss to the Rams on Tuesday. So they are on a short week, uh, but they make the short trip from Los Angeles to Seattle. The Bears on a short week as well as they played on Monday night. They're off of a 17-9 loss to the Minnesota Vikings. Chicago has dropped eight of its last nine games, and Seattle had won two straight before that loss on Tuesday to Los Angeles. I made the number 5.5 in favor of Seattle here, James. It opened at 6.5. Now, my deeper look into the numbers say Seattle minus 4 and Seattle minus 4.5. And about midweek, we got word that Nick Foles was going to get the keys to the car for the Chicago Bears at quarterback. And right now, this line is at six and a half in favor of Seattle with a total of 41 and a half. How did you handicap this one? Well, starting with Nick Foles, I don't want to do anything to do with Nick Foles out there having to step in and be the third string quarterback to play in these games. Nick Foles, this looks like somebody I know he had the great Super Bowl run a handful of years ago with the Philadelphia Eagles, but 
that this is not the same Nick Foles. Anytime we've seen him on the field since, he looks really unsure. He hasn't been any rhythm. There's no rhythm for Nick Foles playing quarterback right now just due to the lack of lack of reps that he's had in-game action. I don't want anything to do with Nick Foles in this matchup, but I don't want to have to lay that many points, six and a half right now with Seattle because I'm just not sure where the mindset is right now with Seattle. Now, having to come off, both teams coming off the short week, thinking about Seattle to their end playing on Tuesday Division loss to the Rams. You know that was a game they were up for. A lot of COVID issues going through that game with with the Seattle Seahawks is how it ended up turning out, missing a lot of players. But Russell Wilson just not himself since he's been hurt. He was hurt many, a few months ago in that Rams game with his finger. I know he rolled his ankle, had an ankle injury in that game against the Rams. Says he's fine, he's good to go, but not the same player, not a good offensive line. I was thinking maybe get involved with the total here. Now, this of all the games across the country on Sunday, this is going to be the coldest weather game of all of them. With the wind chill factor the way that it is, it's not going to be a lot of wind there, basically 10 miles an hour, but it's going to make it feel like it's in the teens. So it is going to be a cold game, not conducive for great passing game. I know both teams in particular for the Bears are used to that. I don't know about Nick Foles being used to that and having to make throws, but... I think what got me off this of wanting to take the Chicago Bears in this matchup was Akeem Hicks. And Akeem Hicks now is on. I'm not sure if he's going to play. I think that's going to be one player that I need to see. He is in COVID protocol right now. He is a game record for this team up front. He's been in and out of the lineup, but when he is in, he is on. We saw him last week on Monday Night Football in the backfield against uh, Kirk Cousins. Probably still having nightmares when it comes to Keem Hicks. He had he had multiple. It was a multiple sack game for him. Multiple tackles for loss. Five quarterback hits on top of those sacks. I mean, he just he game he was a game wrecker in that Minnesota defensive backfield. Well, this is not a good offensive line for the Seattle Seahawks. If Hicks is available to play, then I might be looking here at the under because I don't know how Chicago struggles to score as it is. Now you're going to put Nick Foles back there. We know he doesn't get out of the pocket, Brady. I'd be more inclined to play the Bears if we knew that Hicks was playing for one, but also Justin Fields. And yeah, he's a rookie quarterback and they struggled in the passing game, but he can make plays with his feet. He made a lot of plays with his feet last week. That's not going to be the case here with Nick Foles. You know he is a pocket passer, and really, when once that pocket collapses, he is not looking to extend plays. He's going to be looking to fold up tent and keep himself healthy. So I'll be looking at the under here, but Akeem Hicks is vital for me to get involved. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, the Bears looked like a play for me earlier in the week, and, and I think Akeem Hicks is absolutely vital to the Chicago Bears team, and especially for betters if you're thinking about backing the Chicago Bears. Uh, you remember when Khalil Mack was in the lineup? I mean, that tandem right there with Hicks and Mack was brutal uh, for this Bears defense. Now they're both gone for this particular game. And uh, you also have Nick Foles in there at quarterback. And, and I'm with you on Justin Fields. I like that. I mean, we know he's green and, and he's a rookie. Right. Uh, but the way he can move around, uh, boy, watching both he and Russell Wilson, this could be an exciting game to watch. But, of course, he will not be in there. And I don't really want to lay that big wood with Seattle here either. Uh, you know, I mean, since when should Seattle be a seven-point touchdown over – or, excuse me, seven-point favorite – over just about anybody. And we talked about it earlier with the Arizona Cardinals and the Indianapolis Colts, where the stock was really high on Indy coming into this game this week. And the stock was low on Arizona, having lost two in a row, namely just having lost to the Detroit Lions. Well, everybody got to see that game on Monday night with the Chicago Bears and how poor they looked. I mean, they were awful. So I, I think if you're, I mean, this is, 
very well could be a buy low spot on the Bears. They ought to show up better than that. They can't get much worse than what they did against the Vikings. No, they can't. It's just Nick Foles is the one that concerns me because he's not going to extend plays. He hasn't had any reps. He just hasn't been playing. So to me, Foles is a rhythm type of player. And we saw that, you know, when they won the Super Bowl there in Philadelphia. Man, they they had constructed the offense. They found what fit, and he was on a roll at that point. They had a great offensive line there, too, in Philadelphia to keep him upright. That's not the case here with the Chicago Bears. I just don't trust Nick Foles to make plays at all in this game. Again, the weather is going to be chilly out there, and not a whole lot of playmakers are going to come down to David Montgomery having to make plays. Now, I think you can run the football a little bit. Somewhat, I, they're, they're going to have to rely on David Montgomery to have to make plays here because Foles is just not going to be able to get anything down the field. They're not even going to be looking down the field. It's going to be quick reads, quick drops, get the ball out of his hands, and not let that pass rush get to him from the Seattle Seahawks. Not a formidable pass rush, but at this point here for the Chicago Bears offense, any team in the National Football League that can line up athletes can get after you because that is not a good offensive line for the Chicago Bears. I just can't get there with Nick Falls as much as as much as I want to play the Bears in this spot. That's where it's probably going to be the total for me, if anything, and it would be the under, and that'd be the only way I go. The Pittsburgh Steelers are at seven, six, and one after a come from behind win at home over Tennessee in week 15. They finished the season hosting the Browns, and then at the Ravens. Now, they're a bit of a long shot to make the playoffs, but if they win out for the rest of the season, they might win the division, the AFC North. Meanwhile, Kansas City, one of the hottest teams in football. They have won seven in a row. They are currently the number one seed in the AFC playoff picture, and they will play host to Pittsburgh on Sunday at Arrowhead Stadium. I made this number six and a half, James. It was probably my biggest discrepancy from what the opening line was. And in this case, it was ten and a half. And then uh, our buddy old COVID reared its ugly head about midweek. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey made the list. And it moved this number substantially. And then we rolled into the weekend and Tyreek Hill was activated. He was taken off of the COVID list. And Travis Kelsey looks like he may have a shot to play as well. He's going to have to get a couple... Uh, at least one or two more negative tests, I believe, before kickoff. But uh, in, in response to his possible availability, we've seen this line come all the way back to 10 again, double digits, basically where it was at the open. Currently the consensus number at 10 in favor of Kansas City with a total of 45 and a half. What are your thoughts on this one? Brady, obviously Kelsey being out there, being active if he is, and he can go through com- the COVID protocol, huge get for the Chiefs. We know that. He's a tremendous tight end, and really, you can such a mismatch. You move him everywhere and anywhere out there on the field. But thinking about where the Steelers are, this is an offense that struggles. They've been struggling. It's a young offensive line that has its moments, but for the most part, it is really a struggle for this team to move the football with any consistency here. Fryermuth is not going to be out there for Big Ben. That's one of his go-to guys, it seems like, on third down. He's always looking for the tight end on some of those plays. So I think it's going to be a struggle to score for the Steelers. We've mentioned earlier in the program about the Chiefs and the turnaround that we've seen over the last two months with that defense that is really really, in my mind, led to this winning streak here. I'm looking at this total, this total sitting at 45. I'm not going to get involved yet because I want to see what's going to happen with Kelsey because I think that might tick the total up. But if you look at the weather out there in Kansas City, not going to be cold by any means. The, the temperature is going to be in the mid-50s, but it is going to be pretty windy there. It's going to be close to 20-mile-an-hour winds, and we know that can impact the passing game. 
Steelers don't have much of a passing game for one. We know the Chiefs do, but the win could impact that too. I'll be looking to play this under tomorrow and sitting right around 45. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, the biggest indicator of playing an under is indeed the wind. And sure enough, it often gets windy there, swirls at Arrowhead Stadium. So I'm with you there. Um, I did end up teasing Pittsburgh, and uh, it's really about a four-point teaser now. Since this line is adjusted, I've got Pittsburgh uh, plus 15, maybe a five-point teaser. Uh, We'll come back with more in just a moment. A few more games to cover here, including the Sunday Nighter in in Dallas and then also the Monday Nighter in the Big Easy. Stick with us at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out the free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcasts. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum, plus Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, wrapping up the Pro Football Blitz for Week 16 in the National Football League. We were talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, winners of seven straight, hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh hanging on for their playoff lives and actually could end up being a division winner in that crazy AFC North if they can win out the rest of the year. Uh, One more note I wanted to uh, make on this game, James, when I uh, did my deeper dive into the stats, uh, I mentioned I made Kansas City a six and a half point favorite. When I looked at the stats, I came out with Kansas City minus three and Kansas City minus two and a half, a big discrepancy there from the actual line. Pittsburgh has been out yarded in five straight games, but they are currently on a six and one against the spread run as underdogs of six or more points. Um, we got into the total here. Uh, if And obviously, this has changed a lot with Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and their availability now for this game, which looks to be, uh, you know, a, a favorite that they will be in the lineup rather than not. Um, did you have any opinion uh, taking the double digits or laying it with Kansas City? I'm not going to lay it with Kansas City. I think with the Pittsburgh side, this is a team that feels like the first half is just ugly offensive football and they don't really get going until the second half when they fall behind and then it becomes, uh, well, let's just run our two-minute offense. Let's run our, our tempo. We got to run tempo, two-minute offense kind of deal with Big Ben and I think that's where he's most comfortable with this team because it is a, a young offensive line that's still going through a lot of growing pains and as well as at the running back position. I, I, I don't know if we've seen Harris the last few weeks. I don't know if he's hitting a wall, but he's not running with as much power and as much he's not as assertive running the football as what we've seen earlier in the season. Uh, that last week against Tennessee was very tentative on some of his. He was really trying to stretch things out as opposed to cutting things back in inside. You know, he's a young rookie player, and sometimes it's a grind of a season in the NFL. And when you're the focal point of the rushing attack for the Pittsburgh Steelers, take a lot of hits, man. And that could take some toll on you as well, and just not as fresh of legs at this point in the season. So, yeah, I think for Pittsburgh, you know, it's a, they got to continue to win each and every week to put themselves in position to compete, not 
for the playoffs for that matter, a wild card spot, let alone trying to, to win that AFC North. But yeah, I just don't know if I trust them enough to be able to score enough points against the Kansas City team. And Kansas City will put some points up on the board, but yeah, as far as the side, I would probably take the the double digits to sit in there plus the ten. And obviously, if Kelsey is slated to play and he does pass the protocol for COVID, he is out there. Maybe you see another. Does it tick up to ten and a half? Maybe even eleven. Not sure where that goes because there are some offensive linemen too that are for Kansas City in that protocol as well. So that's a big piece for Kansas City here. That's that's why looking at this game, Brady, I'm more inclined to just get involved with this total sitting where it is at forty five, especially we talked about the wind factor being around close to twenty miles an hour. Definitely gonna impact some of the passing game too. I really did like the double digits with Pittsburgh and Fryermuth being out at tight end. Uh, that really hurt. I, I didn't like to see that because he is a huge weapon for Big Ben and that Pittsburgh offense. So I am involved in a teaser uh, up to plus 15, but uh, I have not gotten further involved, and I don't think I will. Uh, an old AFC West rivalry right here down the street at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, the Denver Broncos coming to town, and I imagine a lot of their fans coming with them, James, to yeah. take on the Las Vegas Raiders, the short trip from Colorado to Las Vegas. I imagine there will be a lot of orange in the stadium there. Uh, Broncos, of course, off of a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Raiders are on a short week. They beat Cleveland on Tuesday, or excuse me, they beat the Cleveland Browns on Monday. Denver they are looking for same-season revenge here. It was the first game after the release of John Gruden that the Raiders went into Denver and stomped them 34-24 back in week six. I made this line two and a half actually in favor of the Broncos, and my deeper number crunches came out to Broncos by six and Broncos by five. Now the game opened at Pickham or Raiders minus one, and it has really been in that window all week. We did finally see some Bronco money uh, trickle in on Saturday morning. Uh, right now, it's still uh, a Pickham as far as the consensus. Your total is at forty-one and a half. This is Salinas versus Cannon, Denver against Las Vegas. Where are you going with this one? I'm going in your. I'm going to your town, Sin City. I'm oh. going to pick. You talked about a pick 'em. I'm picking the Raiders here in this sense. Not so much because of what we've seen out of the Raiders. Yes, they were able to get by a, a Cleveland team that had so many players out down to their third string quarterback there for the Browns last Monday night. But this is more so a pick against the Denver Broncos and their quarterback situation with Drew Locke. He will get the start in this matchup because Teddy Bridgewater is out with concussion. And this is just not a – this is a quarterback for betters that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence for one. But bigger piece here, not so much for me as the better, but it's the, the psyche of the football team right now for the Denver Broncos. A couple of weeks back, that Sunday night football game in Kansas City – Denver on the defensive side had a tremendous game against the, the offense for KC and Patrick Mahomes and company. And then we're able to pound the football and run the ball very well between the 20s. It was the red zone area where they really got bottled up and could not put the ball across the goal line consistently. That's what led to their loss was the fact that they couldn't score touchdowns. Well, here, I think we'll see the same thing for the Broncos again. They're going to run the football and they'll be able to run it between the 20s. But at some point, Drew Locke is going to have to make plays in the passing game and that's where the confidence stops and that's where for this Bronco team collectively as a team 
After that loss to Kansas City, they said, look, we're going to have to win out. That's our mindset right now. Every game is a playoff game. We have to win out to be able to put ourselves in contention to make the playoffs. So from that standpoint and that psyche there, it was a really demoralizing loss for the Denver Broncos last week at home to the Cincinnati Bengals, especially the way that the game ended up. Uh, not a, really on either side of the football, not a good performance when it came to rushing or throwing the ball for the Denver Broncos. But here, without Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke had to come in and step in in that second half to make plays. He didn't make any plays. He inspires no confidence out of his teammates. He definitely has no confidence with the coaching staff. It was real clear. Vic Fangio said earlier this week in the press conferences, they asked him, well, if if Drew Locke has a good game, is there a way that he becomes the new starting quarterback to finish out the season? And Fangio was defiant. He said, absolutely not. It doesn't matter what Drew Locke does in this game. As soon as Teddy Bridgewater has cleared concussion protocol and is available and healthy to play, he is our starting quarterback. I don't care what Drew Locke does. Not a vote of confidence there from your start, from your from your head coach when it comes to the starting quarterback position for the Denver Broncos. This is just not a player that this team believes in. I just don't see him going on the road. And, yeah, Denver's going to be able to run the football between those 20s, uh, but I don't see Drew Locke being able to make any kind of plays in the passing game. Not that the Raiders are this great defense, Brady, but it's more so the fact that this is just not a team that is confident in their quarterback going into this into this game. I think you make a lot of great points, and I know you're really good at handicapping that type of thing, a team psyche and kind of their mojo coming in. And I don't like to hear that as a Brown or as a Broncos backer. We're uh, we're going disloyal to our hometowns here. I'm going with Denver. You're going with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you talk about Denver being able to run the ball between the 20s. When they do get into the red zone, maybe Drew Locke will find some success as the Raiders are dead last, 32nd in the league in red zone defense. They're also 27th in the NFL in defending third down conversions. So maybe Locke will find this defense easy to pick apart. Uh, it won't be easy for Derek Carr going the other way as he'll be facing the fourth-rated defensive passer rating team in the Denver Broncos. We know how good that secondary is. Um, also, as far as red zone offense, the Broncos are fourth in the NFL, and that really says a lot about their running back or their running game rather and then also their red zone defense is third best in the NFL and the Raiders uh, their red zone offense just middle of the pack we know they kick a lot of field goals with their great kicker Daniel Carlson uh, the Raiders also three and four straight up and two and five against the spread at home this season including one and three straight up and oh and four against the number when hosting teams with a record of 500 or better um, I thought it said something to me, James, about this Raiders team. You know, I've been kind of going against them here for about three or four weeks in a row. I, I think the wheels have really come off, and they just really can't continue to make changes to get past everything that's been unfortunate for them, uh, really off the field, all the turmoil that they've experienced this year. I think it's just caught up with them. It's not their fault. Uh, they've had to go through it, and it's very difficult to try and get past that and turn that into victories. But I thought one thing that was telling is, you know, they barely beat, they really shouldn't have beaten the Cleveland Browns and a third-string quarterback last week. Yeah, it was an ugly game last Monday, and you knew it was going to be an ugly game just with the, the, the schedule being moved around. The Raiders were not happy about that, and Cleveland just really devoid of so many starters on the, from that roster on that game. But 
Say what you will, Derek Carr found a way to get that done. I think he'll do the same thing here against the Broncos on Sunday. Should be a good game, competitive game, and the line suggests that at Pickham. We'll be back to wrap up the program Sunday, Monday, coming up next on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Sunday night football in Big D, Monday night football in the Big Easy. The final two games here of Week 16. James Salinas and Brady Cannon with you in the Pro Football Blitz, and we'll break down these as we wrap up the program. The Washington football team visiting the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys won round one of this divisional rivalry 27-20 to just two weeks ago in Washington. The Cowboys have clinched a playoff spot. A win here at home will clinch the NFC East division. Now Washington, they are fighting for their playoff lives at 6-8 and eight on the season. I made this line 7.5 in favor of Dallas. It opened up 10 
When I dive deeper into the stats, I come out with Dallas minus 10 and Dallas minus 7.5. And and currently, Dallas is a 10-point favorite. Your total at 46.5, James. What did you do with this one, or have you done anything yet? No, I haven't done anything with this one yet. Just thinking of where Washington currently stands with the injuries and the COVID issues going on with this team. We know they had to deal with that last week. It's got a short week for the Washington football team coming off that Tuesday night game at Philadelphia. Now you're going to turn around and travel again. So a lot of travel within a short period of time. Then playing a team like Philadelphia. And we saw in the second half, Philly, Philly's been doing this for the last two months. They're going to line up for four quarters and pound you into the ground rushing the football. That's what happened in that game, in particular the second half for Philadelphia. I'm just wondering from Washington's standpoint, because of all the so many injuries on the defensive side, the the COVID protocols that are going, we know they just lost Landon Collins as well at the safety position. Like This is just a beat-up team. It's going to be a road-weary team. And then offensively here, Heineke probably comes back to play, I suspect. But Antonio Gibson, what's his status? He's dealing with potentially turf toe. He did not practice all week. So if he's not out there, we already know J.D. McKissick is not on this team. He is on injured reserve. It's gonna, is it going to come down to the rookie, uh, Jared Patterson, to have to step in and fill the gap to run the football? And you're going against a very, as far as, re- it's all relative when we talk about the health of certain teams this late in the season. But ultimately, Dallas is really, they've finally gotten themselves healthy, in particular on that defensive line, getting both Randy Gregory back as the book and pass rushers to, to go along. We've seen Micah Parsons, what a game wrecker he has been. And I think Heineke plays in this game just a couple of weeks back. That was the game Dallas went to. To Washington, and at least in that first half, completely dominated the line of scrimmage on the defensive side. They got after Tyler Haneke, Haneke and, and man, Parsons just drilled him repeatedly, not banged him around. He got really beat up in that contest, and I don't know. This this offensive line's in COVID protocol right now, too, so there's a lot of issues right now for Washington. I need to make sure. I, w- I want to see where this where where their status is going into this game, but I suspect a lot of these players are probably not going to play. And then on the Dallas side here with that formidable front getting after the quarterback, and if you're short on that offensive line for Washington, no Antonio Gibson back there to take some of the pressure off Taylor Heineke to throw the football, this could be a really dangerous game for Tyler Heineke. It was that way a couple weeks back. Now you're talking about talking about some key players on the offensive front, no rushing game there. What's going to happen to Heineke in this? Because he hangs on to the football. He wants to make plays. He wants to prove he can. He belongs in the in the NFL, and he can play quarterback at the professional level. But that's the tough. That's the tough defense to have to go up there and try to maintain against a suspect offensive line due to the injuries and COVID situation. Brady, uh, to me, it's it's probably going to be Dallas or nothing. I just can't get on the Washington side just based on where their roster currently stands. I don't want to lay this many points with Dallas. It seems over the years we've seen so often out of this team that they play to the level of their competition for a long time. You know, you could just bet the underdog in a Dallas game and you were hitting about 65%. Now that hasn't always been the case here uh, lately. It just feels like a big number to me. But yes, there are so many question marks on the Washington football team side of things. And We've talked about this a few times on the Pro Football Blitz. Their all-pro guard, Brandon Sheriff, 
He is on the COVID list, and that is really the guy that stirs the drink for this Washington offense. And I want to say they have not covered a spread. It goes back to last season when he was out of the lineup, and it was true this year when he missed about five weeks or so with injury. I don't think they have covered a single spread when Brandon Sheriff is out of the lineup. This guy uh, is absolutely a tremendous offensive lineman for this team, and right now we are showing him on the COVID list for this game with Dallas. Uh, Quarterback Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, eight and one straight up and seven and two against the spread in his career against Washington. Also, 14 touchdown passes against the football team against just three interceptions. So Dak has been very successful against Washington in his career. Also, Dallas 10 and two against the spread in their last 12 division home games. But here's the uh, the kicker. Just two and six against the spread in their last games, in their last eight games as home favorites of eight or more points. So, you know, I think the situation there is kind of exactly like I'm talking about, James. Dallas certainly looks like the bully here, uh, but it is a big number, and I just don't know if I want to go down that road. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not sure if I want to go down that road either, although you get to that offensive line for Washington. Sheriff, I know there's issue. the center position is in question as well for – they're already at a backup position at the, for, on that offensive line at center for Washington. I just think with I, – I think the running game and lack of Antonio Gibson being there. Gibson is one that not only rushing the football, but he can make plays out of the passing game as well. You're going to fall back to a third string because McKissick is gone. It's going to be Patterson that's going to have to carry the load. Rookie to have to step in this spotlight on Monday night football really just makes Washington one-dimensional throwing the ball. And then that defensive line for the Dallas Cowboys get to tee off. We've already talked about Micah Parsons and how he lines up everywhere else. But now you got Lawrence and Gregory back healthy. This is this could really get ugly, in my opinion, just thinking about where Washington is from the roster standpoint. Not going to be able to bank up and keep up. Now, you mentioned Dak Prescott really hasn't been as 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 far as the offense is concerned since he came back from that calf injury. It's night and day for this offense in the passing game. The, the receivers are all back fully healthy. I know Tyron Smith will not be in this game at the left tackle position, but I think it's it's part of it is predicated on the running game. We know Pollard's been banged up, although he looked pretty good last week. I think he's working through his foot injury. Ezekiel Elliott's been hurt for most of the season with a knee injury, but that's where I think it's really hurt. The lack of consistency running the football for the Dallas Cowboys has hurt Dak Prescott in the passing game. But here, I just don't know if Washington, thinking about the spot for them, the second week of travel within five days, how how really they just got beat up against the Philadelphia Eagles in that running game that they had to face. I just think it's a tall order for Washington to try to stay in here and compete. I think Dallas's defense creates offense. It did it the first matchup a couple weeks back. I think they, I suspect they'll do the same thing again. So for me, it's either going to be I'll lay that big number with the Cowboys or I'll just stay away from the game. All right, the Monday nighter in the Big Easy. The Miami Dolphins will make the trip northwest to New Orleans to face the Saints in the Superdome. Dolphins are at 7-7 seven and seven on the season, and they have won six games in a row. The Saints coming off of that 9 to nothing shutout of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last Sunday night in prime time, but they are down to their fourth-string quarterback, rookie Ian Book. Out of Notre Dame gets the start, and that flipped the favorites in this game. The Saints opened as three or three-and-a-half-point favorites. I made the number two in favor of New Orleans, but now it's Miami laying two-and-a-half with the change at quarterback. 37-and-a-half for your total. 
Have you done anything with this one yet? 37 and a half, Brady. We're going old school here. We're talking totals this low and justifiably so. Not only at the for the Saints and where they're at with Ian Book having to step in, it's going to be a heavy dose of Alvin Kamara rushing the football all day. But there's still a number of players that we have to see get through once we get to Monday night as far as the COVID protocol for the Saints. A number of players on that list right now. We talked, you mentioned the quarterback situation for the Saints, but there's an offensive line is in COVID. There's some defensive line that are in COVID. Like, it's just hard to try to get in front of this right now to say what is their status going to be. So more to come with that to really try to make sure we know who's going to be active for that contest. But you know, is, is Miami now ready to go on the road and go into the Big Easy on Monday Night Football? The one thing we've seen with the Saints is we know they're going to be physical, incredibly physical performance last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They only had to put up nine points <laughs> nine points to go win that football game against the defending champions. Maybe they do the same here because I think for two, it have to go on the road. And if that front is available for the New Orleans Saints in this matchup, that is not a good offensive line for the Miami Dolphins. It's a great offensive line for Tampa, and they were all over in Tom Brady's face with that front four. That's the beauty of the Saints. That front four can get pressure, and they can run a lot of different coverages behind. I think the same thing can happen here for the Dolphins. So depending on that defensive front here, I might be leaning towards the Saints taking that number at home. My other numbers come to Saints minus three and a half and Saints minus two and a half. But of course, that doesn't account for Ian Book making his first NFL start. We know how New Orleans has owned the Buccaneers. They beat Tampa in week one last season and then lost in the follow-up game as favorites to the Raiders. Of course, earlier this year, they beat the Tampa Bay Bucks. The follow-up week, they lost as favorites to the Atlanta Falcons. We'll see what they do here in a follow-up position after that victory again over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is going to do it for us. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you to our producer, Dan Miller, the technical crew. Thank you to you, James Salinas. Everybody in Enjoy the NFL Week 16 with us at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.